It's the 8 for 52 podcast. Hi, I'm Bottoms. G'day, Bushy here. And this is episode 9 of the 8 for 52 podcast, Bushy. Oh, we're getting along now, are we? Episode 9, halfway through the second over. It's going well. Yep. DM us on Insta, everyone out there. Please reach out on Insta. Yep, and email us podcast852. Those are numbers, by the way, not letters. Podcast852 at iCloud.com. Yeah, that's exactly right. Reach out to us, no problem at all. We'll answer you, maybe. Anyway, what an exciting episode we've got coming up, mate. Yep. Absolutely brilliant episode. Where are people tuning in from around this globe? We've got some new listeners. Yeah. From, from the Cricket Mecca of yep. Vietnam. Vietnam. How many have we got there? A couple hundred? Yeah, at least. Well, fantastic. Mm, maybe a couple. <laughs> tuning in from the capital of Vietnam, Hanoi. Yeah. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. Did you know I used to live in Vietnam? No, I had no idea you lived in Vietnam. In Hanoi? No, not in Hanoi. Right. Hanoi is in the north and gets a bit cold, so it's good for listening to podcast on a uh, cool winter's night, but I was in Da Nang at the beach. Oh, much better for cricket down in Da Nang. Bit of beach cricket. It's a beautiful Da Nang. Uh, absolutely stunning. I would love to be there, but I'm not. What about Bosnia? Yep. What about our friends in Bosnia? In Bosnia and Herzegovina. Are they still with us? Every episode tuning in. Every single one. I can see it in the data. Are you serious? Not a lie. Our friends in Bosnia, please, we reach out every other week. We want you to get in contact with us on Insta or alternatively, podcast852 at iCloud.com. We would love to hear from I'm you. I'm telling you now, my friends in Bosnia and Herzegovina, that Bodders is dying inside. He wants to know, he desperately wants to know who is listening to the podcast in Bosnia. I, I really do, I really do. And, you know, this is this is not a threat, but the thought is going through my mind about possibly geo-blocking Bosnia unless I find out who those people are. Well, uh, uh, look... One part of that is that we have no idea how to do that, so it's an idle thread. But if you are in Bosnia, please message bots on the Insta DM just to put him out of his misery. We know how to do it. Don't worry about that. We can jail block. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if we can. But anyway, anyway, let's get on with it. We've got all last week's games covered in the outs and ins. What about this weekend in the ins and outs, Bushy? We've got some very big games coming up. Huge games of cricket, and we had huge big games last weekend. We're going to cover that all. Plus, we've got plenty to chat about in the Sky Plaza Road. What's coming up in that? Well, the under-19 boys have got a wrap-up of their uh, unsuccessful trip to the Asia Premier Cup. We'll cover that. And um, what about the men? I mean, they've been playing this Tri-Nations, which is now wrapped up in Nepal. But more importantly, it's been a great warm-up for them for the T20 World Cup qualifiers with a big prize coming up. We'll have that covered in Sky Plaza Road. What else have we got for you today in the AP52 podcast? We've got my story. We had a very long chat with head coach of URC, Imran Arif, and we've got that coming up later in the episode as well. And it's a great insight and a great story that Imran Arif has. As as Bushy said, this is the AP52 podcast with Potters and Bushy. Are we going to get on with the show now? On with the show. It's time for Outs and Ends. A full wrap of senior cricket games in Hong Kong from last weekend. Here's Botters. All right, Outs and Ends. Plenty of big cricket last weekend. Let's kick it off with Saturday Division 2, the SCC Lancers versus the KCC Saracens. KCC Bushy, you caught a lot of this one at KCC. Fire for 224 for the Lancers. Kami Bajur, top scores, 63 or 52. Ably supported by... Rajiv Divkaran, 46, and John Jaya Singh, 39, and Asad Ashfaq, 35, not out. Of just 18 balls, did really well, Bushy. Yeah, one thing about this game is that the Saracens probably should have got 
The Lancers out for about 171.80, but they let it go at the end, and then they struggled a world of hurt at 6 for 68, chasing the 224. But uh, Hasnan Kiani gave some respectability to the score with a 74 off just 44. Six fours and six sixes in that. Only other batter to double figures, Hamza Jawad with 25. Saracens lose again and they won't be in the hunt for promotion. Lancers, on the other hand, undefeated three from three with a game in hand on the joint leaders. Yeah, looking good, Lancers. They are at this stage of the season. Saracens struggling. Uh LSW Thunder versus the Centaurs. This was out of GDB, and the Thunder went into this one without a win. Centaurs, only one win. Two pretty underperforming teams, must be said, so far. And unfortunately, the game turned out quite similar. Thunder's first in, and they scored only 118 all out. Pravin Kumar opening with 48, really the only score of note. Easy chase for the Centaurs to give them a second win, you'd think. And not so much. They lost their first wicket at 53 and then lost 10 for 50. Collapse. They were all bowled out for 103 in the 22nd. Both openers, Nasir Hamid and Susta, got into their 20s, but that was it. Nothing else to note. Yeah, not a real great game. That one for either the Thunder or the Centaurs. They're going to have to bounce back. The Witherers, HKCC Witherers versus HKUCC Witherers. Well, they've had a, must be said, a dreadful start to the year. After being the red-hot favourites to win and secure easy promotion, HKU, on the other hand, they've started absolutely tremendous and right up on the top of the table. So up at HKCC, the Wither has batted first. Top scorer, Ziggy Y, Siegfried Y opening. He got 60. Subramanian, the quick, he came in at five and he scored 57. Not out of 48. He did tremendously well. Four wickets from Zan Ul Abedin. Cleaned up the tail and uh, the Witherers at the end of 35 for eight for 228. Yeah, I watched this game on the timing screen while I was commentating. HKU tried hard but and made a game of it. Opener, Yakzan Rajan, he scored 66 with a lot of starts from the rest of the top six. But Rajan couldn't find a consistent partner. And in the end, they were batted out in the 35th, finishing 9 for 94, going down by 34. Hazafar Muhammad picked of the bowlers with four wickets. Witherers getting their seasons back on track, getting their season back on track, and they should still be promoted. Yeah, they had a poor start, but uh, win there helps, and I think they'll still be promoted also. Who else we have? Laguna Gully. They played the LSW leaders. This was out of GDB on the Monday. Big win for the leaders here. Nine for 195, batting first. Actually, no half century. Subash Thakur, the keeper, opening. He opened and he top scored with 41. Starts for nearly every other batter, and 195 was posted. Four for 32 for Shubham Mata. Laguna Gully's best with the ball. Laguna couldn't get to 100. All out for 99. Extras top scoring with 28. Laguna's woes continue. Yeah, the leaders are equal top now. Let's have a look at the batting leaderboard before we go through to Bushy's tables. Batting leaderboard, Yaksan Rajan, HKU, 200 at 100. Average, Hamza Jawad. At 25, I think you said Bushy. He's now at 170 of 56.67. Chris Ryan of Kaitak didn't play a game over the weekend, but he stays at number three, 158 off 79. The bowling leaderboard, Ramakrishna Saranga, LSW. He's got nine wickets. Also, Hasnan Kiani from the Saracens with nine. And Tiran Rangasinghe from HKU and Gannison from the India Club. They've both got eight wickets each. What's the table in Div 2, Bushy, now? Well, it's tied at the top. I can tell you that. The Lancers are on top. They've played three, one, three, six points. Also on six points, but uh, with one loss and three wins is 
the Asqua Little Saiwan leaders. HKU with that loss now on five points in fourth. USRC Tigers also five points and also on five points in fifth. The Witherers from Hong Kong Cricket Club on four points. India Club Suryas. Then the next three on three points. Centaurs, Kaitak and Laguna Gully on two points. KCC Saracens and also Little Saiwan Thunder. And yet to register a win from their four games are CCC Hungsi. Yeah, it's um, only two undefeated teams there. You can see USIC Tigers with a washout, but they haven't lost the game. Lancers right at the top, three from three. And uh, really the Saracens, the Thunder, and Hung Si starting to lose a little bit of touch now in Div 2 with promotion on the line. Let's go to Saturday, Div 1. LSW Sky Warriors versus the IRC Charlie Bears up at PKVR Park. And we all know out there, Bushy, anything can happen. Charlie Bears, eight for 200 off their 35 overs. Shaquille Iqbal, 47. And 30 odds for both Najib Amar and Muhammad Yassin, with Yassin's being not out. They were the best performers for the Charlie Bears. Hiran Patel behind the stumps for the Sky Warriors took five catches. He got a Pfeiffer. He got a Michelle behind the stumps. Well done, well done, Hiran. LSW Sky Warriors never really in it. Seven for 51 at one stage. All out for 112. Shell Shah top scoring with 31. Four for 29. Ayub Khan for the Bears. Yeah, PACC Rising Stars versus the India Club Yodders. It's a mission road, this one. PACC have a squad that you wouldn't think would be down bottom of the table at this early stage in Div 1, but they are after a loss here to the Yodders. The Yodders bat first and Viren 84 from the evergreen Ankar Vashishta, supported with 34 from Rahul Sumbas, get them to 8 for 189. They then bowled out the Rising Stars, this is disappointing to say, for 139 to win by 50. 48 to opener, Umair Khan, the highlight with 48 and a big win for the Yodders. And let's have a look at the uh, batting and bowling leaderboard. Box. Yeah, Mahmoud Akil, he stays top of the charts from Punjab, 95 runs at 47 and a half. Umar Khan into second with 90 at an average of 30. Samad Khan just holds on to that third space. He's just had the one innings from KCC at 88 runs. And the bowling side, Ahmad Zishan from the Rising Stars, he's on six wickets. Along with Asad Nawaz Khan from the Gap Ramblers, six wickets, and also Khan Mossan has joined them on six wickets. Uh, what's the table, Bushy, for Div 1? Right up at the top. Uh, no losses, two wins, two abandoned, six points for the Hong Kong Cricket Club Gap Ramblers. In second place on four points, the Charlie Bears. In third place, and there's a whole bunch of teams there's on three. I'm just going to run through them. India Club Yodders, KCC Tartars, USRC Lions, the Hong Kong Cricket Club Nomads, the Punjab Lions, Lama Cricket Club, and Little Saiwan Sky Warriors, and also Pakistan Association Club Rising Stars. They're all on three. That's the order. And then down the bottom with only one point apiece, Kowloon Cricket Club Crusaders and CCC Jing Sun. Yeah, it's probably a lot tighter than that table looks, actually, once you look at the matches that they've played, even Crusaders and Jingsung down the bottom, they've only played, Crusaders have only had the two games so far, a loss and a washout, so yeah, it's very open still, that competition, isn't it? Sunday Division Division 2, LSW Knights versus the Sri Lanka Lions at Mission Road. I think we both tipped the Lions in this one, Bushy. was out at Mission Road, the Knights went into this one without a win and the Lions were up in second place. Well, what a spanking this was. <laughs> Lions were all out for 106. Nothing of note to report with the bat at all. Opening bowler for the Knights, Atif Fayar, is taking four for 35. Knights then bat, and they get the measly target in just 14 overs. Arizdar just off a plane from Malaysia, 34 top scoring. 
an absolute royal flogging and the Lions back to earth with a thud. Yeah, that's well described. They really were back to earth with a thud. Getting run down in 14 overs in a 50-over game is not really a match, right? Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. All right, Infidels Dragons, the one you called on Monday at KCC. You covered this very well, Bushy, I thought. Thank you. Infidels bat. It was a long first. game. Was they it? both batted 50. What an amazing game. Yep. Infidels bat first. It's going to take us a while to run through this, but it was an absolute fantastic and amazing game of cricket. Go on. Infidels batting, and it was the Mo Show. It really was. Nothing short of the Mo Show. 276 off 147 balls, 18 fours and 25 sixes. 276 is 100 runs more than he scored the entire 2022-23 season. That's astounding, isn't it? I mean, in this league, he scored 170-odd last year, and he's yeah. got 276. He scored 150 in sixes. 25 sixes. Do you know how many times I had to yell six while commentating that first innings? It's just astonishing. And, you know, we, we were sitting there watching this, or Bushy was commentating, I was watching, and um, I'm thinking, is this the highest score ever been scored at KCC? But Ryan Campbell, I am assured... Well, I know for a fact now, scored a triple century at KCC. Still not sure if that's the absolute high score. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was north of 300. So he's not far off the greatest, highest score ever at KCC, which is astonishing. We're another couple of double hundreds at KCC. Rahul Sharma got a couple. Simon Scanlon got one as well, I think. But 276 from Mo, they don't come around very often, right? Unbelievable. And he was supported. Captain Ati Kikbal, his second highest score ever. After his 70 earlier in the year, he got 68. And the Infidels was 7 for 399. 399. Now, I wanted to call a game where a team scored 400. And the two out there in the middle didn't run on the last ball. I think it was Chico and Addy Canton didn't run on the last ball. Oh, well, never mind. You go back, call it next week. You might get 400 next week. I'll tell you what, who got to give real credit to. In a score of 399 is Henry Sue. He bowled three for 34 of 10 in a team that went for, you know, in the, for a total of over eight and over. He just bowled tremendous. That was an absolutely fantastic spell. Both him and Teddy Tong opening the bowling. CHK were in this game. I mean, everyone went to lunch, sitting down, just wondering what the hell had they just seen from Mo Khan, right? And they came back from a feed. And then all hell broke loose. Well, funny, I talked to the Dragons at lunch break and I said, well, I didn't get to call a game with 400 because I only got 399. So you guys are going to have to go out there and score 400 to win so I can call it. Yeah. And what happened next? Yeah, two for two, two for three, two for four, two for five. That is five wickets for two runs. Five wickets for two runs. Yes, the Dragons were five down for two runs and then they were... 13 for 6, and some sort of... I'm sitting there on the balcony thinking there's some sort of horrible, horrible record is going to be posted here. These guys are going to be all out for 18 or 20. Well, someone forgot to tell someone. Yep, the captain and the wicketkeeper for the Dragons, Jason Loy, came to the crease. Henry Sue off his three wickets, joined Jason at uh, after the sixth wicket. And there was something special there. This was a partnership of the ages, considering... 13 for 6. That was just unbelievable. Jason just batted superbly, and he ends on 172 off 151. Now, imagine you score 172, and you're not going to be man of the match. And that's what just happened to Jason Loy on the weekend, because that's just an outstanding knock, one for the ages, as you say. 
Not only did he score 172, his team lost by 150. Yeah. And Henry Sue, after his bowling performance of 3 for 34, he ends up getting 50. They had a 210 partnership themselves and Dragons end on, honestly, what I think was an amazing 251 after being 6 for 13. The Dragons have scored 250 plus, I think, four times this season now. They can bat. They just All Jason and Henry needed was a few others, but that's no different to the Infidels. Only two people scored for the Infidels. If Mo and they got Mo early... They were going to roll them for under. Absolutely. So were the Dragons smashed? Yes, they were, but they weren't disgraced. The disruptors were dismantled, right? But they still got over 250. I mean, it's just, it really was an amazing game of cricket. And stupid stats in there. Like, both Mo for the Infidels and Jason for the Dragons scored 69% of the entire team scores for each team. That's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. What a game. It was just so much fun. How many runs? It was like 450. 550 runs? Yeah. 650 yeah, runs? over 650, yeah. Well, exact, exactly 650 yeah. runs. Astonishing. Like, all both teams batted to their 50. It was just like... Anyway, a long that's game. done. It was an amazing game. Let's go to the leaderboards, the oh, batting. Just before, yeah. I just want to point out that with any luck, fingers crossed, next week's My Story guest will be the one and only... Jason Louie from the Dragons, who you're about to talk to in the uh, batting leaderboard. It is, it is effectively locked in. It's not 100%, but it's effectively That's locked what I'm in. Saying. We'll have Jason Loy next week for my story. You can listen to him. I think it's be a tremendous story. On the leaderboard, speaking of Jason Loy from the Dragons, he still sits on top. He's got 396 runs in five innings at an average of 99 so far. Mo Khan, he's up with a bullet. He's up in the second after only two innings. He's now scored 300 runs at an average of 150. That's, uh, yeah... So you, he scored 24 in the first game. Yeah, you can figure that out pretty swiftly. <laughs> ben Zanol from the Wanderers. He didn't play this weekend, but he's still third, 224 at 74.67. For the bowling, the Dragons. Puts Dragons top of the leaderboard batting, top of the leaderboard bowling again. Dragons, Arthur Choi remains on top with 12 wickets. Henry Su has now moved up. What's he now? Nine wickets. So the Dragons have got first and second in first the bowling. First and second in the bowling and first in the batting. That's just tremendous. The Disruptors, who I was told by someone they don't enjoy that t- title, but bowling leader Arthur Choi tells me they do like it. They're oh. quite happy with the uh, Disruptors. Well, they can be the Disruptors and they can... CH- CHK Dragon Disruptors. Absolutely, and um, we'll give them a new nickname if, if we see fit further down the track <laughs> at the moment. They're the Disruptors. They're tremendous. And um, as you said, scored over 250 a lot. Uh, who's third? Eight wickets, Tom Hicks from the Wanderers, Paris Breed Singh, LSW, and Muhammad Hussain Khan. What's the table, Bushy? Oh, Wanderers still up there. No loss. Four wins, one abandoned, nine points. Way out in front. Four points in front of second place, which is the Sri Lankan Lions. On four points, the Infidels, the Optimists on two, also Little So One Nights, and the Dragons also on two. So there's the table. Yeah, it's got to be said, Wanderers. Right up the top, unsurprisingly. Infidels in third on four points, but still got two games in hands on the line. So, looks like it's probably all going to plan this division, you'd say. Anyway, Sunday Division 1, PACC Elite playing USRC Elite. Monday game, this one. PACC. It involved our um, My Story. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Imran Arif was there. PACC without their national players. USRC was without theirs as well. To be fair... PACC bowled first and USRC elite knock up eight for 274 after 50. Good effort. Plenty of contributions. Shia Khan actually top scored with 49. Wakas Khan 41. Imran Arif himself 33. They were the top three. Mm, top scorer there for uh, 
USRC was in fact extras of 50. PACC Elite Noah match for all out for 143 and 34 overs. Manjinder Singh top scores with 39. And a very, very nice 5 for 32 from Ali Hassan Jr. Sees USRC absolutely spank PACC by 131 runs. Yeah, we won't do the leaderboard on this one, Bushy. Sunday Div 1, it's still too early days. There's been so many washouts, unfortunately, for this division so far. So um, just quickly run through the table, maybe. Yeah, I'm just having a look um, at the amount of washouts compared to the amount of games played. But Templar's on top with one win and three abandoned, five points. Also on five points, USRC Elite and Pakistan Association Elite. Uh, the Scorpions and Little Saiwan are on three points, and the Vagabonds only played the two games, one loss, one abandoned, one point. I tell you, if we get some good weather, the Scorpions are just enormously well-placed there, aren't they? They've only played the two, two games and one abandoned, where Templars, USRC, PRCC, and LSW have all had three abandoned already. So, yeah, they've had a... Bit of a luck with the draw there, HKCC Scorpions. Yeah, Scorpions play their one game, have a net run rate of five. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's it for the wrap-up of Outs and Ins for last week. It's time for Ins and Outs with all the weekend senior games covered. Seven matches scheduled, weather a little sketchy. We'll start with Sat Div 2. USRC Tigers versus top of the table Lancers at Gin Drinkers Bay Bodice. I'm just going to go with the undefeated Lancers in this one, Bushy. Yeah. Yep, Lancers. Right. Sat Div 1, CCC Jing Sung versus the Crusaders. Massive game here for both teams. Actually, on the table, sitting last and second last. Crusaders second last, Jing Sung last. This is a huge game for both teams, but arguably even bigger for the Crusaders because the following week they've got the in house Derby versus Tartars. So two wins will see them. Right up in the in the mix, two losses. We'll see him in a relegation battle. Yeah, and that's at KCC. Even though it's a CCC home game, obviously CCC don't have a home ground. I'll take Crusaders. I think they'll have enough. Yeah, Crusaders must win, so I'll go with them. USRC Lions versus the Nomads from Hong Kong Cricket Club up the hill. Yeah, Nomads for mine. Yeah, yeah, Nomads. Oh. We're going the same this week. Oh, no, it's a- Bit disappointing, actually. Okay. I'll throw a spanner in the works eventually. Who's the next one? Little Saiwan Sky Warriors versus Lama Cricket Club at Tinkwong Road Recreation Ground. Lama won't be winning that. I will take the Sky Warriors. I'll go for Lama. Okay, there yeah. you go. Boys Sunday Div 2. HKC Optimists versus the Little Saiwan Knights. Yeah, two teams that have been struggling. Um, I'll go Optimists in that one. It is up the hill. Yeah. It is up the hill. Though the Knights coming off their first win... Yeah, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll still go Optimus. Yeah, I'll go Optimus as well. Sunday Div 1, two big games. USRC Vagabonds versus Pack Elite out at Tinkwong Road Recreation Ground. Uh, that's interesting because Pack played out there last weekend against the other USRC team. Got, got flogged by bashed. USRC Elite. Absolutely flogged. Um, still won't have their international players back. Yazim and others, including Zishan. Um I'm going to go for the Vagabonds. This, this is going to be a big game for the Vagabonds. I'm going to tip USIC, USRC back-to-back at Mission Road. I'm going to go, obviously, with Pack, But for reasons, that team that played against the uh, USRC Elite last week, better than what they performed. So I think they're going to bounce back. They played on the ground, getting used to the team, missing Yasim and Zishan. Pack Elite to win. All right, okay. And a big one, which I'm calling on Sunday from 10 a.m. at Kowloon Cricket Club. It's the Kowloon Cricket Club Templars versus Little Saiwan. Templars. Templars. Top of the table, Templars. Uh, 
they're going to have a good win, one hopefully, if we don't get any rain. So that's the uh, games coming up. Big weekend in cricket. Make sure to join me on the Kowloon Cricket Club YouTube page from 10 a.m. on Sunday for that Templars versus Little Saiwan game. That's the ins and outs. It's time for my story. Where the elites of cricket in Hong Kong tell us their story. Okay, it's time for another My Story. We're down here at the USRC, the beautiful USRC, with head coach Mr. Imran Arif. Imran, welcome. Thank you, Boris. Uh, thanks for coming over. Obviously, uh, first of all, I should be welcoming you, welcoming you, you boys, uh, to USRC. That's very nice kind, mate. Very, very kind. But it's an ab- absolute privilege for you to give up your time to uh, to speak to our listeners. So thank you for that. Pleasure. And it's a, not the first time we've dropped down to USRC and it's not the first time we've talked to Imran. We saw him at the Nets early on in the season, but this is a full My Story today, boss. That's right, and it won't be the last time we're at USRC, I can assure you, Imi. But, uh, mate, look, absolute welcome. Thanks, uh, thanks for uh, giving up your time. With My Story, as you know, I know you've listened to all of them so far. We like to finish up with what you're doing now, but where we like to start, is your story and take us back to maybe when did you first fall in love with cricket? When did you pick up that first bat or first ball? Where were you? Just let us know. Um, it started very young. I was I would have been probably 12, 13 and always had a love for the game. Um, watching Pakistan play. Um, going back into 90s, I would say mid-90s. Yep. Um, it was back in Hong Kong, okay. actually. Um up at Shakime, I mean, there's a water reservoir at, at Shakime. We used to we used to play table cricket there, and I was very young, um, but extremely fast for my age. Fast uh, bowlers, the fa- I was fast. Ice. I was uh, I was extremely fast for my age, and I was uh, play- I used to play with a lot older, lot grown up, grown ups uh, boys, uh, people I used to play with. Uh, there used to be a lot of t- table competitions um, back in the day. Uh, there's some part of Hong Kong, a lot of uh, Pakistani community. Tapeball, uh, tapeball cricket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, huge. Okay, yeah, yeah. massive. It's yeah. huge in yeah. Pakistan. And the same tradition we carry it in Hong Kong. I use it around the uh, sports grounds in, in, in Hong Kong. A lot of juniors are still playing table cricket. I think that's one of the reasons, as a coach, I've got to find out, uh, that's one of the reasons why Pakistan have a lot of fast bowlers. You know, why they bowl so fast. So you said you were at Chepkin May playing table. When did you first, were you born in Hong Kong? Or? No, I wasn't. I was born in Kashmir. That's where I am from. And I, I sort of joined in. When, uh, when did you arrive in Hong Kong? Uh, 92, 93. I was very young. So you went to school here. Obviously, you were 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, was it a cricket school or no, a school no. known for cricket? No. no you were the only cricketer there? Uh, I didn't play any school cricket, actually. Uh, I was just here with the family for a few years, not too long, but the cricket was played. And initially, when I came in Hong Kong, there was no cricket up. I didn't even hear anyone playing cricket. But eventually, one of, a few of my cousins that was going on Sundays to play cricket, I said, "Where you guys go? I mean, oh, we go to play cricket." I said, "Where?" <laughs> so, so they sort of took me, took me along, and I was naturally bowler. I could bowl, and the, I was the elder boys. They, they saw me. For them, I was quick. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't know what was the crease and what it was. And I used to board behind the stump and I got called no ball because I wasn't even reaching the stump. <laughs> so, I, But now we know you can actually board from behind the That's stump. That's right. It was, I was getting people bowled 
by bowling behind the stump. So bowling 24 yards. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I think in table is a bit shorter. Uh, would have been 20 maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. still long for my age. And I was getting people bowled. And there was some potential. And Eight ball? Yeah. Where did you get involved in club cricket or Absolutely next no. form of cricket? What Absolutely happened there? Absolutely no club cricket at all. I didn't even know if there was any club cricket in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, but at the same place, uh, at the Shakime Reservoir, where was all a lot of cricket played, there was a hardball cricket match. That some somebody just arranged it, and I went on to be part of it. And and I was turning it mile. Mm. And my um, at at time, my favourite player was Sakhalin Mustak. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Even though Imran Khan and these uh, Wazim Akram and Waka Yunus were obviously fast bowlers, but me being fast bowler, my role model was Sakhalin. So I was watching him, and I could actually bowl like him. I could bowl a doosra, I could bowl off spin. It was turning square. And I was bowling spin. I bowled spin in that match with a hard ball, first ever hard ball match. And um, I got a few people out with that spin. And then things start kicking on. I got called to play at DBS back then, DBS uh, boys' school down in Mong Kok. Yeah. Uh, I was asked to play a, a league match. I don't know what it was Saturday or something. On the field in on the DBS, f- yeah. DBS, yeah. Yep. Beautiful. The pitch. Beautiful. Yeah. So I got called up to to play that match. There was Sri Lankan professor, University of Professor, I forgot his name. I was very young. I yep. don't know what was his name. But he used to arrange games and obviously he was short of a players and I was one of the guys who came in to fill in. And I went to play and I bowled off spin again. And I got a few wickets um, to my surprise. And there was a Lao Jai Singer, ex-Hong Kong coach. Uh, he was apparently watching the game at the stands or somewhere or behind the trees. I don't know what. <laughs> you had no idea. I had no idea. Game. I mean, yeah. back then I couldn't even speak English. I had no, yeah. no idea. Just bold. Just bold. Just loved cricket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, mm, innings finished. In those innings break, we were having a massive feast. Beautiful lunch that Sri Lankan professor used to bring everything from home. Used to give, used to feed people for fun. So we were having that, and uh, this guy approached me. I didn't know who this guy was. He goes, "Oh, fancy playing cricket for club?" I said, um, "Yeah, why not?" Because uh, come Wednesday, come to this place. I said, "Where?" Kowloon Cricket Club on Wednesday. And I said, "Okay." I mean, my phone number friend who said, uh, "Imran, that's a very, very good opportunity. You should go." Even though he wasn't even playing any yeah. any club cricket, he goes, "Imran." You should go. I said, okay, I will go. But I was a very shy boy. Yeah. And I had no confidence. So what happened next was very funny. Um, come Wednesday, I went. And obviously now I was very familiar to Calvin Kirkland. I was there for whatever. Sure. So I went to the this garden. Obviously, we have a garden at the back, back entrance. Mm-hmm. There's a cricket nets were going on. People are playing. I went to the garden, the park. Saw people playing. I got so nervous. I didn't even go in. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't. Really? I didn't. Really? So you just sat in the park stop. watching it? Watched for like five, ten minutes. I had no confidence yeah. to go in. Yeah. Not as a cricketer. Yeah. As a person. Maybe. Yeah. I've got no idea what what was reason, but I had no confidence. Yeah. So I didn't know. I thought this this place is alien for me. Like, yeah. I have, I don't know. I, I thought this, I was out of place. Yeah. So I yeah. didn't go. I didn't go in. Yeah. I chose not to. I was young. Shy, scared—I don't know whatever, yeah. whatever the reason was—I just didn't go in. Wow! It just stopped. Just From there on, nothing happened after that. I left Hong Kong after that would have been ninety-four, ninety-five, maybe. Yeah. This thing happened. Yeah. Obviously, back then there was used to play sixes, used to play at KCC, 
There was one uh, World Eleven against Australia. There was a match in '95. I remember that very well. Like I've still got a picture of that. Yeah. Like Stephen Wall, Mark Wall, Shane Warne yeah. came. Yeah. World Eleven had Sean, Sean Pollock. Come. It was an amazing yeah. team, and I was. We were like ball boys, taking the balls and throwing it back. Huge. I, that that place. Those memories was amazing. But that that thing, I was I was coming back to that story. I mean, I just didn't go. Wow. It didn't happen. I didn't because I was a horse spinner. Yeah. I just didn't go, and slowly but surely then later on I left, in, left, left Hong Kong went to England Given time constraints we've had to edit a portion of the interview and it's amazing when Imran went to England and played with the likes of Graham Hick Moen Ali Johnny Bairstow and David Hemp the current Pakistan women's coach and he also took a fifer against a team with Jason Gillespie who didn't even take a wicket the full interview will be released as a bonus episode on Monday we're gonna we're gonna have to fast forward just Absolutely. quickly yeah, back sorry. to uh, to you back arriving in Hong Kong again. Tell us when did coaching become the option it's, for you? It's a great story again. The same club I I was very shy of entering. Um, the 2010-10 winter, I was heading to Australia to play club cricket. Um, good friend of uh, mine or uh, of Zalahedia. He sort of saw me, he said, come and play a game for us. Yeah. And I'd, I had a side strain at that time. I was a bit struggling. I said, no, I, I said, okay, I'll play. I went to play. I think, I don't know if I played for Templars or whichever team I was ever playing. I played for one of the teams then. Yeah. And I bowled one of my first or second ball, a ball off over the keeper, one bounce four. <laughs> Apparently it was Hirsch, Khatri was the keeper. Yeah. I didn't know that anybody back then yeah. at KCC. So anyway, I played that game against Scorpion, must have been. So I went to Australia. M- Matt Collins contacted me. I mean, could you fancy playing for us next year? I say, yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, even though I had no clue about Hong Kong cricket. So I came back. I stopped over in Hong Kong. Played, maybe played in another game for them, but I'm not sure. But I sort of signed a deal uh, with the KCC. And then the club, I, I was very shy of entering from the back gate. <laughs> I came through the front gate you as come, a coach. Yeah, straight through the front door. Yeah, isn't that yeah. wonderful? Yeah, that was that was the story. This is what I was trying to say. That yeah. the story basically is yeah. is that where I came and what happened, and then I came back to KCC as a professional. We hear that a lot on this my story wonderful. of things that happen throughout life, and then it's brings crazy. you back to being it's exactly it's how crazy. you got to be where we are today. Yeah, From a little boy too shy, standing at the ground to, as you say, walk and the front uh, doors me and Ryan Campbell was a professional for the club. Yeah. Campbell was head coach, yeah. and I was one of his assistants. Uh, at, and I spent five lovely years at KCC, one of the best time of my life. Beautiful. Still, I think one of my favorite grounds, one of the favorite places. I think yeah. uh, for me, I don't think I've seen or played or be at better place than Kaidong Club. It's always been one of the best places. But now you're around here, I was about USRC. To say, you're wearing a USRC uh, cricket shirt, so been, how did that happen? Yeah, it happened for a few years now. And then, I mean, uh, five years spending at KCC, I think it was a good time, great time. I think it was time to move on. And I saw there's a potential, um, young, one of the youngest clubs in Hong Kong, mm. was called, uh, was USRC. Opportunity came, I thought I can pass on something, whatever I learned over the years. So. The opportunity came and I signed up. I said uh, initially it was only for, for for one year. And things start happening, and this is my sixth season at USRC. And now we look at USRC. We look at the Sunday League, and you, there's two USRC teams in Division One. There's not two KCC teams. 
or HKCC. There's not two HKCC teams. There's I mean, not two Pakistan or LSWs. There's two USRC teams. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, I mean, I don't take any credit for that. I think. Uh, well, you are the, the senior coach. You've got to take some credit yeah, in if I you're mean, being humble. Uh, uh, no, we, we as a team, the what the work we've done uh, for the past five, six years, we have a very, very good team. Uh, the people who work behind the scene, they yeah. they have supported me anything and everything, whatever I recommended. Thanks to them, they followed. We didn't have the culture here of cricket. Yeah. Uh, joined. Yeah. We, how do we? I saw people who used to smoke in the nets. N- none of them used to wear. Is that a problem? Oh, sorry. It is a problem for me. Rightly <laughs> uh, so. Um, none of the players were wearing same uniform. I don't know. If but there were twenty people, there were twenty different uniforms. Lack of discipline. I mean, not that it was anyone's fault. Yeah. That's how the. That's culture, how it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Sure. But it took us. It was challenging. Yeah. Um, our journey during program wasn't as as strong. Uh, our women teams wasn't as strong. Um, our even Sunday team wasn't as as strong. Sure. Now we have five six current national players. If some of them are fringe players, or some of them already be, played for Hong Kong, are on the on board for us. Um, and um, a lot of good youngsters coming through as well. A lot of fast bowlers. Since I was a fast bowler, there's a lot of good. And a lot of time players. with them. I think. Yeah. Imran, we. Bushy and I talk about a lot about Hong Kong strict Hong Kong cricket is strong when there's depth. Okay, so to see two USRC teams in the Sunday League and having been a number of years not winning a Premier League game, but now winning Premier League games on a regular basis, that's just great for the game. That that the strength is broadened now away from you know the the, the clubs with the two grounds, right? Absolutely. I mean, um, there's a lot of hard work goes on, to be honest. Uh, our boys, actually, they're very keen, especially this year, the, the off-season, the boys have worked really, they worked really, really hard. And uh, the, the unity we have, the, the, the way we go on uh, about, our, about our things, it's, um, of course, it's, it's great for Hong Kong cricket when you have a um, great, when you have a strong competition with you within the, within your domestic uh, it, it ends up benefiting the national setup as well. So I think we we have the work, the hard work we have put in, in over the years, for past five, six years, it's sort of paying off now. And what I see, uh, we had a great win last week. I was just about to mention that. You smashed my pack, boys. Absolutely spanked. Got them all out for about half the amount of runs. It was a big win on the Monday. Absolutely. The, 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 if you notice the, the, the scorecard, I mean, everyone chipped in. No one scored a 50 from us, but we still yeah. managed to score 270. Weird, weird. Well, it's everyone. It's, it's basically what it's a team all, game. All covered in the outs and ins. Yes, I already covered earlier in the podcast, but I will say one 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 person in the team did score 50. Um, Mr. Extras. <laughs> PACC may have been a little loose for the ball. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's, I mean, that's still puts you an 80-run win, even if they didn't bowl an extra. So that's a huge win for the the elite team this week. And the Vagabonds, sometimes they get a game. They've had some troubles the, with rain. Yeah, we have, uh, oh, the have a game on this weekend and yeah. the next weekend as well. They're, they're playing PSCC on the weekend. So um, I'm looking forward uh, to see them play because this will be the second game. Uh, we have everyone back playing because uh, a lot of the boys were on tour with the uh, veterans. In yeah, look, I mean, that... And Sanas Khan was uh, with the Asian Games. How so well did he go in the Asian Games? He was outstanding, wasn't he? He was outstanding. Great, great spinner. And he came back. So I think we'd have a good strength. And I think this Sunday would be fun. I think you're well placed. And yeah. uh, I just think it's, uh, I think, it's, uh, I think it's a credit to you. I think it's a credit to everyone in the cricket section at USRC that the club is as strong as it is. Not just at the 
Sunday League, uh, Div 1 and Premier League level, but also the juniors coming through. And you touched on that, and I think that's a great strength because that's the future of the game. Imran, Arif, absolute pleasure for you to sit down with us today. It really is. Great to talk to you. What a great story from standing outside KCC as a young guy, too shy to go in, to go in there as one of the senior coaches and then to branch out and help build cricket in Hong Kong at a club like USRC. Absolute credit to you and uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you, Boris. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Speak soon. Yeah, it's time to check out all the international games and we'll start back down in Malaysia where Bots was down there last week for the under-19s. How did we go, Bots? Yeah, I was. I was down there. Didn't in and out from Sky Plaza Road. It was fantastic. It didn't get the results that the boys were hoping for. I mean, last week we took you through when I was down there. The Indonesia win and the Malaysia loss and, and the controversy around that. Um, they then went on to play Japan in the final game and it was actually very, very complicated uh, the Hong Kong boys were still a chance of making it through, although it was against odds. They had to really flog Japan uh, in that last game and then hope that the Indonesia-Malaysia game went their way. So Japan batted first and they got 239, I think it was exactly, which effectively meant to have a chance to go through, we needed to get 240 in less than 30 overs. So it was a really tough ask. So they made the call. They promoted Shiv Matur up to open with Jaden. Botfield and um and the two of them were given a license to just hit every ball to the boundary four or six and if it came off it came off and if it didn't it didn't uh, and I was really proud of the way the coaching staff and the players treated that because they put everything on the line they didn't sit back and just try to knock around and get 240 they had a go um unfortunately it didn't come off they lost their first wicket at around 40 the dismissal of Botfield lost a few wickets after that um Samad and uh and Madassa and then Shiv went as well and it was all over and lost on net run rate and absolutely poured down the weather down there. It's like rain of biblical proportions. Bushy in Malaysia, when it chucks it down, it's unbelievable. Mm, so it was all washed out, uh, lost on net run rate, but the boys had a go. They were disappointed, missed out on an opportunity. Uh, on the one upside, Japan did beat Singapore in that third, uh, fourth playoff. So it's Japan going to the next stage in December against the test teams and, and not us, not Singapore, not Malaysia. So... It was a shame, but uh, the boys learn a lot and they'll regroup. There's still a big core of that squad who's eligible for the next round in under-19s in a couple of years' time. So they'll learn a lot. So that's it for the under-19s. What about the men's? The Tri-Series underway in, in Nepal. Well, it's more than underway. It's done now. So uh, what's been going on over there, Bushy? Well, you talk about net rain rate issues. And in the final game of the Tri-Nation Series, we played four games. Played two against Nepal, lost them both. Played against UAE. Lost that one too. So coming into the last game, UAE got beaten by Nepal twice as well. So if you, Hong Kong went out there and thrashed UAE, they would, by a miracle, make the final of the Tri-Nation Series. They went out to bat and got 212, which is by far their best batting effort yeah. I've seen in ages. 212. We had Martin Kutsia, 86 off 40, 55. Nizaka Khan. Now there's an issue at the moment. He's not doing well. He's chopped on a few times and yet to get into double figures, I think. Yeah, but I mean, taking a lot of confidence out of what Martin's done. I think he was duck one, two in his first Agreed. three knocks and then comes out 80-odd. Anchi out there, 50, uh, 41 off 35. And then, did you watch this? I watched Bubba it. Bubba Hyatt comes out in the 15th over, 15.2 overs, 
Smashes 60 off 20 deliveries. Five fours, five sixes. The fastest ever 50 for a Hong Kong China men's player. Hang on. He came in at 15.2 overs, which means there was 28 balls available. He faced 20 of them and scored 60. Correct. Outrageous. At a strike rate of 300. So Hong Kong put 212 for three on the board. And then they went out there with the ball and they had to restrict UAE to 135, I believe, or less than 135. And they went really, really close. With the ball, the two slow bowlers, Esan Khan, Yasin Murtaza, they were just absolutely unplayable. Esan gets one wicket for 18 off four. Yasin Murtaza, one wicket for nine off four. And in the end... UAE get through. They got 143, so they got eight extra runs to win. They got thrashed, so it was the most saddest, happiest win for Hong Kong China I've ever watched. Now, I'll tell you what, my big takeaway out of that tri-series was the improvement. The improvement was outstanding. They looked honestly quite ordinary in game one, improved as they went through to game four and absolutely flogging UAE. Now, it became a funny game because it was net run rate. If they had a UAE, probably get closer to the total if they if they were trying to chase the full total, but they weren't. They were chasing 135, as you said. So it's a little bit all over the place, but a great confidence builder for uh, Hong Kong, a great confidence builder going into the T20 World Cup qualifiers, which start on the 30th of October, all our first matches on the 30th of October. And of course, in our group is UAE, Bahrain and Kuwait. So... Now they've had a big win over UAE. The next game against UAE is going to be huge. So our first game is on Monday. Yeah, the 30th of October, uh, starting a quarter to four, I believe, Hong Kong time versus Kuwait. We then play the 31st of October, starting in the morning, 11.15, against Bahrain. And then wrapping up the group stage on the 2nd of November at 11.15 in the morning versus UAE. And what will happen there, Bushy? The top two of that group of four will go through to the semi-finals. The semi-finals will be played both together at the same time on the 3rd of November at 11.15 in the morning. I've got to have a look at my calendar. So I think next Thursday is the 2nd. Is that correct? Let's have a, have a quick look. Let's have a quick look. Yep. Next Thursday is the 2nd. So we'll have a full coverage of the rounds games. If... Hong Kong makes the semis. We're going to have to do an update in the uh, podcast next week. That's right. That'll be on the Friday. Yeah. That'll be the Friday morning, the 3rd of November. And that, you get into the semifinal, you win that semifinal. You you win that one match. After all the hard work, it comes down to one match, win that, you've got a ticket to the West Indies and the US. So top two go through. Correct. Yeah. The winners of both semis go through. So next week, Hong Kong men's team needs to win, let's say, four games to be ideal. Four games in a row. And they're gone. And they're on the plane. Yep. No doubt. Now, they can still drop one of the group games and make it through to the semi on net run rate, of course, but it comes down to getting a spot in that semi-final and winning that semi-final. Now, on that, you've got the other group. So, say Hong Kong goes through top, who are you thinking going to be second in the other group? Nepal, you'd expect to be top? Yeah, so you've got the other group. Group A is Nepal, Singapore, Oman and Malaysia. If it went on favoritism and as you'd expect you'd expect Nepal to win the group Oman to run second in the group clearly Singapore I don't think they're competitive that much anymore since Tim Tim David went off to Australia he held them up for that 18 month period I don't really see them being competitive Malaysia you never know 
they could they could possibly take that second spot, but Oman on paper are stronger. So you'd think first in our group probably plays Oman, second in our group probably plays Nepal. Hence, it's very important to win all three group games because you'd rather play Oman as tough as they are. You'd rather play them than than Nepal on their home track where you're going to have 20,000 screaming Nepalese. It's going to be a huge Sky Plaza road wrap next week, but good luck to the boys. We'll be watching every single game next week and we'll have a full wrap in next week's podcast. And now it's time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. Everyone's favourite time of the week. That was it. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like, oh, it's Bushy's birthday. I've already done that in the intro. Oh, fair enough. Shall, right. shall we start? Yeah. Vishal Sharma, Kowloon Cricket Club, turning 26 on the 27th. Aya Shukla, having a birthday as well. While he's on the road. He's While been through Sky Plaza Road. He's in Nepal. He is. Also plays for Hong Kong Cricket Club for the Premier team. Uh, his birthday's on Sunday, turning 21. Happy birthday, Aush. Anch Doshi from Little Saiwan is having a birthday, turning 19. Good boy, Anch. On the 29th. And on the 30th, from USRC, where we are sitting today, Sharia Khan. Fantastic. Oh, beautifully in the All-Star. Yeah, turning 28. There you have it. There's my birthdays without the big fancy intro, of course. Oh, and I can't wait for next week's one. <laughs> highlight, of the, highlight of the podcast. Hi, guys. My name is Akbar Khan. I play for USRC. I was the Premier League player for 2022 and 2023. You're listening to 8 for 52 with Borders and Bushy. Episode 9, Bushy, halfway through the second over. It is drawing to a close. Another big episode. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, it was. Imi, Imran Arif, fantastic. What absolute legend and such a great story. I think some of it we're going to put into a bonus episode because it was so long. Yeah, it was. And from the young boy who stood outside KCC, too shy to come inside to being one of the senior coaches walking through the door to moving around to USRC and helping them build them into what they are today. is an absolute great story. We covered Sky Plaza Road. We covered the Under-19 Premier Cup. Disappointment for the boys, but a learning experience. Oh, goodness me, the T20 World Cup qualifiers this I, week. I've got no fingernails left and we haven't even started. No, it's going to be. It's all live. Everyone can watch it live on ICC Cricket. Yeah, ICC.TV on your uh, laptop. Yeah, uh, if you haven't as, got an account, just go sign up now. It's as free. long as you don't get the blue screen of death because it's the most unreliable system. But what else would you expect for the International Cricket Council, the most incompetent <laughs> bunch of people in the world with a 10-team World Cup, which we don't Bottas, cover on the podcast? What? We do not have a lawyer. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, no one. Di- 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 yeah, dial down the uh, uh, the ICC uh, references. But, I, but they are hopeless, right? I agree with hopeless. We can't be sued for that. Right. Uh, right. But it is a good... I, I, I don't have any problems with ICC.tv. I just have to log in every single time because it forgets my login. But it'll be live. And it's not one of those ones like on YouTube where you can go back and watch it in replay. If you miss it live, you're gone. Yeah, that's it. No replay. So right? we told you it starts at, what was it, 11.15 or something? But what an opportunity coming up. Q8 first up is just fantastic. Big prize, West Indies and USA, the T20 World Cups. Fantastic. We did the outs and ins. We did the ins and outs. Before we, yeah. before we, uh, I just wanted to dwell on the Tri-Nations uh, that just went through because it was quite funny listening to that last game where... Hong Kong thrashed UAE. And the Nepalese commentators, the ones based there over in Nepal, 
were just ragging on Hong Kong to start with. They were like, they're never going to do anything. They're no good. Oh, the batting orders, nothing. And then all of a sudden, they were super fans. Everyone's great. We love Bubba. We love Martin. Oh, Isanka. Mate, that is really well summarised because that's exactly what it was. It was an absolute bucketing about how Hong Kong used to be good 10 years ago and they used to beat us and all of this and now they're really hopeless and bad and Martin can see it, can't hit the ball. And then half an hour later, they were absolutely loving Hong Kong. And then you had Leonard in there and he was probably the most sober of them all, right? <laughs> and he's like honorary Nepalese, right? Yep. Um, but he was the most sober judge of all of them. Yeah, they were pretty pathetic anyway. All ex-players and ex-captains, mind you. So you can't fault the fact that they're patriotic. I've got no problem with that. But there's got to be an element of neutrality, which I don't think there was. And then they just went from one bandwagon of kicking to the bandwagon of following. Yep. You know, was, like in the space of an over. And in, uh, in that, it was fun. It was fun to watch the pivot. As a commentator, watching yeah. them pivot from haters to lovers, it was good fun. That can happen. You can switch easy from... Hate to love and love to hate, and that's what the world's all about, and cricket is absolutely no different. Episode 9 coming to an end, but we are very hopeful that next week we're going to have Jason Loy. Yep, captain of the Cricket Hong Kong Dragons, leading scorer in Div 2. I'm going to have a chat with him. I'm very hopeful. He's going to have a great My Story, I have no doubt in the world. Yep. He'll, he'll talk about his runs last week, but we want to hear about his story as well, mm. and I think it'll be a good one. Now, and a local Chinese player, yeah. how he got into the cricket game and how he's going. Now he's leading the Dragons. That's going to be good fun. Also coming up, don't forget this Sunday live on Kowloon Cricket Club YouTube. It's the big game between the Div 1 teams. It is the Templars versus Little Saiwan. It's going to be a big game. Little Saiwan have no Isan Khan, but they've still got plenty of strength there. Templars will be a little bit under strength themselves with Baba away, Azaz Khan away to name a few, but it'll be a big game, and yeah, you'll have it all covered. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully the weather holds out. Yeah, I've had too many washes out. I know the teams are upset, but I'm personally upset that there's been so many washed-out games for me to call. Anyway, we're down at USRC, sitting by the beautiful pool, into the night air. It's a beautiful time of year in Hong Kong. It's a beautiful time for cricket. T20 World Cup qualifiers coming up, club matches on the weekend, so much more. This is the 8 for 52 podcast, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye for now. See ya. The 8 for 52 theme song is The Coin Toss from the band The Duckworth Lewis Method. Find them on Apple iTunes and YouTube and download that song and all their other cricket-related music. The 8 for 52 podcast is edited, produced and published by Matt Botfield and Aaron Bush for Tripperhead Limited. Copyright 2023.